everyone, how are you doing today? Welcome to Solutions with Anna Donahue. We are so glad you joined us again today. We're getting wonderful feedback for you, from you for watching our show, and I want to thank you for that. I got a great word for you today. It's a very strong word. I did a retreat recently with a bunch of women out here, and uh, the title was Revive Me, O God. Now, I just want you to start thinking about that. If you need revived in any area of your life, this is a prayer for you. We're going to be going through a, a short, what's called an intercessory prayer, out of the book of Isaiah. This is so applicable for our times today in America, or perhaps a personal time in your life, when you need God to just come down and intervene in your world. I'm sure that's happened to you from time to time. Well, as we went through the retreat, I've got a series right here of 50 reasons from a lady named Nancy Lee DeMoss of why either you might need to be revived or America needs revival. And of course, you know, you start thinking, you don't have to look out your own window very long to realize America needs revival. It isn't that true. Wouldn't you agree with that? So I'm going to read just a few of these. I'm not going to read 50. Don't panic. But a few of these that kind of jumped out at me to see if you need personal revival. I needed to see these. And I'm going to tell you the one that challenged me to say, wow, I have drifted from that or I've been facing that in my world. And God just got a hold of me and uplifted me to say, you need revival in that area, Anna. And then I'm going to give you a definition of what true revival is and the prayer that we can pray together that Isaiah prayed. And I'm telling you, I'm already seeing results after praying and believing this prayer. And I want that for you too. But let's look at a couple of these. They're very um, interesting to me that Nancy Lee DeMoss would write these. She's got 50. I'm only going to go through a few. Here's, here's a couple. You know you need revival when? How's that? When you do not love him as you once did. You know you need revival. Something, something has shifted. You don't love him like you used to. Think about when you first heard about Christ and you first got saved. Man, you were ready to conquer the world. And maybe today, you know, in the back of your head, yeah, I love God. I love Jesus. But something else is showing, your actions are showing, you don't love them like you once did. What about this one? When you have little or no desire to pray, you need revival. It's a sign something's gone down in your life. and you're, Someone will say, hey, will you pray? And you're like, yeah, okay, great. And you'll go through the motions maybe. You need revival. It's a sign something has shifted in your heart. I got a teaching, maybe I'll get on the air um, in time, called a heart shift how to recognize if your own heart has shifted away from God. You need revival. What about this one? When our Christianity is loveless and passionless, no passion. It's almost like a namesake. Yeah, I believe in Jesus. Well, that's good, but there's no passion to it. You know, you, you can't tell the difference of, of you versus anyone else in the room. It's time you need revival. This one. You know truth in your head. Come on but you're not practicing it in your own life. Powerful truth there. You need revived. Next week's show, I'll be talking about faith being put to action. 
You'll know you're in true faith when you're willing to take a step of action to show that faith. We'll be out of the book of James next week. Powerful. You know you need revival. Ooh, ooh, watch this one. When you make no effort or little effort to witness to someone. It doesn't spark your heart anymore if you see someone, maybe even at the grocery store, and, and it never even occurs to you. I wonder if they know God. You need revival. What about this one? When you never think or have seldom thoughts of eternity. You need revival, you know. When this world has become your all in all. Ugh, you need revival. Couple more. When your prayers lack fervency, kind of that whole thing on passion once again. You need revived. When your heart has become cold and your eyes have become dry. When it doesn't affect you anymore. Your heart's getting cold to things. You, oh, or this line, someone else will do it. Someone else will take care of it. No, maybe God, even through this broadcast, is stirring you to say, but I got a heart for that. I need to rise up and do something about it. You need revival. Now, this one, when pe okay, th I'm getting to mine, the one that got to me. How about this one? When people have to be entertained to go to church, you need revival. That's powerful. This is the one that got to me. I was struggling with some things in, in the believing category for ministry, and this jumped out at me. When we aren't exercising our faith and believing God to do the impossible, you need revival. The Lord had that jump out at me, and he said, you are leaning on your own understanding again, Anna. You need revived in that area. What did I do? I repented. I said, God, it gets me all the darn time. He said, yeah, and quit saying that or, <laughs> or it'll continue to get you. So I did. I said, God, there's no ceiling with you. What am I doing that for? Because I was looking at circumstances and not getting something in the time frame that I thought it should happen. And God said, no, you need revival, Anna, in that area. Couple more. When you're concerned more about what others think about you than what God thinks about you. Ugh, you need revival in that. Got to get over all that nonsense. When you're unmoved by the fact that 2.5 billion people in the world have never even heard the name of Jesus. You need revival. And one more. When you're blind to the extent of your own need, and you don't think you need revival. <laughs> you need revival. Folks, the bottom line is we all do. We all do because look at the world. We, we live in a rough world. And if, if, you, if you haven't noticed it yet, I don't know where you've been. It's pretty rough out there. But God, but God revives us. Let's look at a couple definitions, and then we're going to get to Isaiah's prayer. The Hebrew word, for revive is C-H-A-Y-A-H, chaya, or maybe kaya. In addition to other definitions, it means to live, to live prosperously, to be quickened, to be alive. Now, this is the part I love, to be restored. Love the word restore, restore. To life and health, revive, to be restored, brought back to life and health. It's a continual nourishment. You, maybe you're familiar with the word renewal. Very similar. Uh, R-E, re, bringing it back. One time on the word restore, the Lord showed me an empty uh, shelf in a grocery store. He said, when those shelves get empty, he said, we have to restock the shelves, restore what was put in there. 
Same kind of principle in your world. If you're feeling like empty shelves in something, something's emptied out of you. Man, you need revive. You need renewal. You need to have God restock your shelves. Boy, now what we would say, that's preaching and that's good. And I want you to grab it. We all have to. I have to on many occasions because if I'm not careful, this world will try to zap out of me what's in my shelves. And I have to say, oh no, those are mine. And I got I have to take the accountability and the responsibility to be restored or revived. Amen. Well, let you're gonna love this prayer. I teach the book of Isaiah in our Bible college, our, our church's Bible college. It's a phenomenal book. It's not just a book of some Old Testament dude, as you might say. This is a prophet of the living God. And he's prophesying from the beginning of time, really, to what's going to happen even to the end of time. It's phenomenal. And what started to happen, folks, quickly in Isaiah's world, he spent his lifetime going through four different kings, watching, watch this, his nation crumble. He watched Israel and Jerusalem and Judah crumbling before his very eyes. Can you relate? Have you watched the news lately? Have you seen burning cities? Have you seen abortions on the rise? Have you seen same-sex marriage? Come on. Can you relate to a nation crumbling before you and from within? Isaiah is seeing this. And finally, toward the end of the book of Isaiah, now what's so exciting is he does give prophetic words all throughout the crumbling of Jesus intervening. In fact, the, the scriptures about Jesus being born and, and walking the earth and dying for us and being resurrected and be bearing healing on his body, all that's in Isaiah. So here he is, though, and he's just kind of gotten, huh, here we go, up to here up to here with everything going on in his country and in his nation. And let's look at the prayer he prays. I want you to memorize this. This is a prayer to memorize, have in your bellies, to cry out. I, yeah, and I mean cry out with all your heart. We talked about fervency and prayer. When you need something done in your world or in America. Let's read it together. Isaiah 64, verses 1 and 2. I picture that he sits there and he just looks up to the heavens and he says, oh, that you would rend the heavens, that you would come down. What a great intercessory prayer. Why don't you pray that even right now, God, tear open the heavens. So look, I deal with young people all the time. And at this retreat, it just came out of my mouth. I said, what this is in the vernacular is, I hear the young people all the time saying, tear it up. This would be Isaiah saying, that you would tear it up and come down and do something on the earth and in my world for revival. That's what he's crying out. He says that you would come down, that the mountains would shake at your presence. Verse 2, as fire burns brushwood, as fire causes water to boil, to make your name known to the enemy, and that the nations will tremble at your presence. I'll break that down for you uh, right now. Let's unpack it. What he's saying in verse 1, and we kind of, I just said it when I said tear it up, that you would rend, that you would tear open the heavens, 
that you would come down. God, it's not enough just to tear open the heavens. That's great. Tear it up. We need you to come down. In other words, our problems are too big for us. All the science, COVID, all the, all the great expositors in the natural aren't cutting it. We need God to come down. This is a spiritual nature in America. Maybe in your world, check yourself. I go through this in my life all the time. I promise I do. Heart checks, heart checks. And I will say, God, I need you to come down. I'm, I'm not seeing that correctly. Something's gotten in the way. Something's blocked my view. God, clear me up. It's a great way to pray. He says that you would come down, tear it up. Best place you could be. He says that the mountains would shake in your presence. What's a mountain symbolic of? Something standing in your way. Some kind of an obstacle. When God comes down, your mountain it won't, it won't just be removed, it goes forever. Obstacles go, mountains get flattened. God comes on the scene. Oh, that you would come down, God, and move the mountains in my life. He continues in verse 2. As fire burns brushwood, fire, fire, wood, fire burns it. As fire will cause water to boil. Make your name known to your adversaries. You know what that means? That means as fire burns and as fire causes water to boil, that God's fire coming down, oh, that you would come down, takes us from being lukewarm, apathetic, doesn't matter really, someone else will do it, it's not my problem, to fire us up and say, um, I do have an issue with this. It has become my problem, and I need you to come down so I can help get solutions for it. When fire comes down, things happen. Things boil. Things are no more lukewarm. And Isaiah sees this, and he says, God, I need you to come down. Tear it up around here. Tear it up in my own heart. Move the obstacles. Set me on fire to get something done for the kingdom. Now, see, now I'm preaching. I hope you're loving this. My camera crew's starting to jump up and down. I'm starting to say, you can't jump too high yet, guys. <laughs> to make your name known to the adversary. When God's fire comes down, the enemy sees it. And he says, oh boy, we got to come up with something different because they have God intervening for them. He has come down and now we're in trouble. That's what happens. Because God's come down. You've invited him. You said, come. Come down. Intervene in my world. Intervene in America. He says, make your name known to the enemy. That's complete victory. Make your name known, God, to the enemy. You have provided complete victory at the cross of Calvary. Let's make it known. Let's make the name of Jesus Christ known. The enemy will flee. And then one more. He says that the nations will tremble at your presence. You know what that is, brothers and sisters out there? That's a big vision. That's saying, God, I want you to come down. Not just for me anymore. Not just for my, me and my four no more. Not just for my family. 
not even just for my city, not even just for my nation. God, I need you to come down because you need to reach the world. And you're going to, intercessory prayer. He can use your prayer. This is just coming to me. Someone out there saying to him or herself, Anna, that's great. I can't leave my premises. I'm getting a word for someone. Okay, you know what you can do? And I mean this now. You can take this prayer and you can pray for the nations to get saved right where you are. You could be a game changer. You really can. Uh, God understands if, you, if you're, you know, uh, for whatever reasons, have to stay at your certain location. Pray this intercessory prayer. Oh, God, that you would come down. You'll see results. You'll see results. Amen. I want to pray for you right now. I want to let you know that um, I felt real led to do this. I feel like some of us really need to grab a hold of that prayer and pray it in our own lives. Pray it for our cities. Pray it for New Orleans, for those local. Pray it for our country. That's what Isaiah was doing. And if you've ever looked up and said, oh, God, I need you to come down, this is a prayer for you. Father, I thank you for those watching. Lord, we've seen where we have so many who watch at nighttime uh, other than just live. I'm speaking to them. Speak into their hearts, God, this prayer that revival is for them as well as for all of us. We need it. We need it. But for all of us, God, will you come down into my brothers and sisters' lives who are watching this video, who are getting stirred by the Holy Ghost to do something, to repent and say, revive me, oh God. Another great prayer. Say, let's say it together. Revive me, oh God. Yes. Father, will you do that? Will you do that as we cry out to you and we see the error of our ways? We repent and we say, revive us, oh God. Well, we thank you once again. We love you guys. I hope this show is being a blessing to you. If you're able to, we would love your support and prayer support. Just write to us. But we also would love some financial support as we have big dreams for our show. And we would like to expand it. And we want to do studios and studio audience and all kinds of stuff. And it does take finances. Maybe God will use you to bless the show and help us with that. Uh, so you can write to us at anadoniministries.com. You'll see a donate button. And uh, you can go there and donate. We greatly appreciate it. We have a prayer team standing by for you. Never forget that. Never forget that. You write to us, and I can get that prayer disseminated. Two victory reports. We prayed last week, if you remember the show, one lady watching. She was going in for a, a cancer diagnosis. We prayed and prayed and prayed. She showed up at that daytime retreat. Maybe she's watching today. And she did have cancer, but the doctor said, you know what? This is contained. It has gone nowhere else. She is going to have some surgery, and they feel she's going to be totally fine. Kudos to her. Another precious partner of ours uh, just now got a text this morning. She's up walking around. She, too, was fighting a certain cancer. Doctor said it did not spread. Nothing in your lymph nodes. And this whole team has been praying for her. And so I want you to know we really take it very seriously when you write in those prayer requests. We stand with you, and uh, we're just so thrilled to have you. So I want you to join us next week. Hey, um, I'm getting reminded, too, on my sheet. You know, to not miss a show, you can subscribe to our show. All you have to do is go to the subscribe button, click it. 
and you'll always get a notification that we are going live or that the show is now running on YouTube as well. Thank you for tuning in. We want to bring life to the nations. We love you. Thank you again. And until next time, thank you for watching Solutions with Anna Donahue. Amen. Thanks for joining the show today. We hope you enjoyed it. If you have prayer requests, please write to us at anadonahuministries.com, where we have a prayer team eager to answer your prayer request. Thank you and have a great day.